Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. This is David Lee from Prevent Connect, and I am speaking today with Malia Arrington from the United States Olympic Committee. She is the Director of Ethics and Safe Sport. How are you doing, Malia? I'm doing really well, David. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really glad you're going to be able to join us today to be able to talk about the U.S. Olympic Committee's Safe Sport Initiative. And I think this is a really exciting initiative and has some valuable resources for people in our audience. So, Olivia, can you describe what the Safe Sport Initiative is? Sure. Safe Sport is the Olympic Movement's initiative to help our community recognize, reduce, and respond to the six types of interrelated misconduct in sport. And those six types of interrelated misconduct include bullying, hazing, and harassment, as well as emotional, physical, and sexual misconduct. Great, and that's great. And that includes looking at child sexual abuse explicitly. Malia, can you describe why the United States Olympic Committee began the Safe Sport Initiative? Sure. In 2010, the U.S. Olympic Committee's CEO put together a working group for safe training and environments to look specifically at the issues around physical and sexual abuse and the issues of physical and sexual abuse in sport. Out of that working group came a series of six recommendations, and and the working group really recognized that abuse is a societal issue, and as a societal issue, therefore also an issue in sport and felt that the U.S. Olympic Committee had an opportunity to play a leadership role as well as lead by example. Among the other recommendations included creating these centralized resources, including training and education, the online toolkit, and really emphasized an approach that collaborated with the national governing bodies and encouraged both national governing bodies and grassroots organizations to implement programming, not just to prevent misconduct in sport, but really to create those safe training environments, those positive training environments to keep sport fun. You know, it's such important because I believe that sports can be such a force for being able to create positive change and see the embracing policies and practices that will work to prevent things like child sexual abuse and other child forms of misconduct. It's a really fabulous program. So, now let's describe the resources that Safe Sport Initiative has. In this Safe Sport Initiative, which people can be able to get information, and we'll talk about the website, you have many resources available. And so the first one is the Safe Sport website, which everyone can access at safesport.org. So can you describe some of what is available on the website? Yeah, through the website, we have a lot of free available resources that organizations, parents, coaches, athletes can access to help them get started on their programming to better understand what misconduct looks like in sport. So, for example, we have created a toolkit, safesport.org, and one of the key resources that folks can find there is something called the Safe Sport Handbook. And in that handbook, we talk about all of the various components organizations may want to consider implementing into their own programming if it makes sense based on their resources, based on their size, based on their demographics, based on their services. And so with each component, we also sort of describe a little bit about what the strategy is, why folks may want to consider having it, and then also include sample policies to help organizations get started with their process. Oh, yeah, great. Well, so, Malia, I'm on the website right now as you're speaking, and I see that Toolkit has sections that are available for clubs, for coaches, for parents, for athletes, 
provides a set of useful tools and templates and standards and resources and policies that can help people, whether they're in sports. And frankly, I think it can be used for any type of youth-serving organization. And again, the idea behind it is that, you know, these are resources that in large part are based on ideas and strategies developed by the Centers for Disease Control. And again, it's a place to help any youth-serving organization and specifically sport organizations get started. So it's a starting point that, you know, you can refer to and then to begin to develop it and modify things as they best fit your needs. Great. You also have some video-based online training. Can you describe some of what is available online? Sure. The Video-based online training parallels the resources that are available through safesport.org. Again, it addresses the six types of interrelated misconduct that we see in sport. It walks through the definitions of each and it provides some case studies as well as some quizzes throughout the training itself. And then a, a large portion of the training addresses itself to child sexual abuse specifically, walks through grooming behaviors, minimizing high-risk opportunities, including travel, which we know is a high-risk opportunity for abuse. It also walks through barriers to reporting as well as responding and reporting to sexual misconduct, including child sexual abuse. Great. And the third piece that you talk about is also an awareness campaign. Can you describe your Make the Commitment Stop Abuse in Sport campaign that the U.S. Olympic Committee Safe Sport Initiative has? Yeah, so in April, the U.S. Olympic Committee launched a 12-month public awareness campaign called Make the Commitment, Stop Abuse in Sport. And at the beginning of that campaign, which we launched in April of 2012, we did go ahead and ask constituents to make a commitment to stopping abuse in sport and identified three basic steps that they could undertake in order to do that, which included screening, education, and communication. And the idea was that if individuals at the beginning of the campaign didn't feel like they were able to make the commitment at the time, that we would utilize the campaign to help them understand how they could do that. The campaign is divided into three parts. The first was really around understanding the issue and getting the facts. The second part is around prevention, and then the third part is around responding and reporting to misconduct. And then it will end in April of 2014 with a Safe Sports Summit. And so each month we distribute an electronic newsletter that basically highlights a particular topic related to making the commitment to stop abuse sport. And we also offer a free webinar each month that is guided by an external expert, and that really helps people not only understand the issue a little bit more, but also understand a lot more about all of the resources that are out there to assist them. Because again, I mean, I think the, the real key is to make sure that people are finding the right resources for them, whatever those may look like and wherever they may come from. Well, thank you. We've been talking with Malia Arrington, and she is the Director of Ethics and Safe Sport over at the United States Olympic Committee, and she has been describing the U.S. Olympic Committee's Safe Sport Initiative. You can get information about this at safesport.org. So thank you, Malia, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.